Welcome to Two Guys and a Franchise. I'm your host, Jerry Harrington, and sitting across the table from me is my dear friend, Jeremy Duff. Say hi, Jeremy. Hey! No, I said hi, Jeremy. Oh. Oh. Say hi, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Okay, that's better. Thank you. <laughs> this is our first proto 0.5 non-canonical Kelvin universe, if you'd like, episode of Two Guys and a Franchise. Welcome all our many, many listeners, basically our spouses at this point, but hopefully at some point, other people will pick us up and try us out. So we thought for this first episode, we'd do something a little bit different than the rest of our episodes and uh, begin with, obviously, an introduction. You need to know who we are. Uh, so as I mentioned, my name is Jer. My name is Jer. No, we can't do that. That'll confuse everybody. I'm confused enough as is, so I guess well, it's okay. Fair enough. I'm Jerry. He's Jeremy. You'll figure it out. Our voices are different. Anywho, we are dear friends. We've known each other. How long have we known each other? Uh, I would say going on nine, ten years now. Yeah, we've we've known each other the better part of a decade at, at the very least. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And we learned very early on we met through our sons. We yep. we both have firstborn sons, as they say. Uh, although although I I only have the one son, uh, but we both have multiple children. I have four. Yes. Yes, sympathize with me. Empathize. Send send those send those good Positive vibrations vibes. my way. Thank you very much. Thoughts Four and children. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy has. I have three wonderful children. One of them is learning to drive, so naturally I have no hair. But I had no hair long before then too. So. Preemptive strike. I call Pre- that the preemptive strike. Preemptive strike. Uh, we are both bald with beards, so you're getting white guys. Bald with beards, that's the energy we're bringing you. So, uh, uh, you poor guys. <laughs> you poor guys. I am so sorry. But <laughs> we, uh, but we have been friends for a very long time and we share a common love of all things, uh, nerdy, geeky, fandom type, uh, fair. And for many years, we have driven our spouses crazy with our lengthy conversations at dinner tables in which they roll their eyes and start their own separate conversation. And we thought rather than drive them crazy, we could drive you crazy or hopefully uh, bring a smile to your face by sharing some of our conversations with you about all these things uh, nerdy. How did we discover our shared love? What, what's maybe the first thing that we talked about? Do you, mm. think? I, you know what? I I think it was probably something Star Trek related, something Trekkie related, maybe a T-shirt or something like that. Um, I, I, I do distinctly remember having these conversations about nerdiness and and the and these things that <laughs> we love so much. I, I do love also that each of us has a a on the spectrum of nerdiness. We we both land on on different sides with a little bit of overlap in the middle. Uh, like I, I I love anime and and tabletop role playing games and and things like that. And Jer has this vast wealth of of knowledge on things that I I have not had the opportunity to get into. And I'm 
happy for the opportunity to get into them. So, Well, I think that's why we're hopeful that the podcast will work because we come at this from different places from, you know, I love like learning about behind the scenes kind of, um, you know, the stuff about the trivia about production and about the writers and about the actors and, and these kind of things. Whereas Jeremy is more encyclopedic in his knowledge of the content itself and the sources of it. And, and we both, we both really dig, uh, you know, uh, philosophical conversations that, uh, that, as I said, drive our spouses crazy. So <laughs> we're taking it away from them and bringing it to you. And, uh, yeah, I think probably Star Trek was our first thing that, that we, that we, that we discovered. We were both huge Trek fans. Um, and as such, we decided for our test run episode before we could sort of get into the normal rhythm of what we're going to be doing with these episodes because we have we have plans. We have many plans. We have so many plans. <laughs> you poor people. Before we do that, we're going to we thought we'd take the bull by the horns, uh, you know, name the elephant in the room. Any other cliches you can think of? Uh Guns ablazing, come out swinging, taking it to the mat. I, I'm. That's good. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, three more. I, I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, to the mattresses is that one? Maybe, maybe too far. Anyway, um, <laughs> we are going to discuss Star Wars versus Star Trek, the two monster, eight hundred pound gorillas in the fandom universe. And which one we think is better, which one we think is worse. So, to open it up, we're going to uh, begin with, because, listen, we're fans. We love this stuff. We're not here to trash anything, right? We both love both. Just off the bat, uh, spoiler alert, we both love both franchises, and this is really not a competition. We just decided to talk about it for funsies. So to keep things positive and to keep things interesting, what we decided was we would both come to the conversation with reasons why one is better than the other. So we're going to begin with why Star Wars is better than Star Trek, and we're both going to make that argument from our own reasons. Let's move into our first official uh, podcast segment. Why is Star Wars better than Star Trek? Since I've been talking for a while, I'm going to kick it to you, Mr. Jeremy. What is your first reason why Star Wars is better than Star Trek? Well, to, to try and keep this a little bit more positive, because I know that there's a lot of gatekeeping and a lot of, a lot of fighting. I mean, hell, there's a movie fanboys that, <laughs> that explored this in depth um and, and by the way i love the movie haven't seen it in decades but uh, i took the approach of you know what each one brings to the table rather than why it's superior to the other uh but so already throwing yes. out the outline and the assignment from the very jump first segment you know you're you're, you're throwing me a curveball 
I, okay. All right. I see how you run. I see no, how you run. No, no, no. This, no, is, no, this is coming from go a place ahead. of love, yeah. Jared. Roll place out of love. the assignment. Go All right, ahead. fine. All right. Don't make me flip the table. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I think that, that Star Wars really brought to the table and um, that Trek was, was late to the game was that... Uh, Star Wars really with with episode four, A New Hope, it 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 made it mainstream in the theaters. So so it rather than being something that people did in their homes, kind of, you know, in, in secret, close the blinds. I don't want the neighbors to see my dirty little secrets. They made it so that you had to go and do it as a social thing. You had to go to the theater to watch these things. And so it, it brought that, hey, look, I like sci-fi and everybody knows it now. And now everybody in my school, everybody in my workplace is now talking about it. And I'm happy because I can live in my own little nerd bubble and, and still enjoy the nerdiness while everybody else around knows what I'm talking about. So Star Wars is public. Star Trek is dirty. That's what I got from what you just... You made Star Trek sound dirty. How did you do that? You know, it's a gift. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, One of the things that I think it really did is it is it highlighted what the modern ideas of sci-fi really was about. So rather than being the, the kind of cheesy corny stuff from the the 40s 50s and and 60s even uh where you could see the strings and the little rocket ship flying across and it it, it really revolutionized what the idea of sci-fi could be and i think in that way it it kind of built on where 2001 a space odyssey started with stanley kubrick uh as as this this sci-fi epic thing even though really that the two aren't related in any way other than them just being uh, uh uh set in space and this epic story that uh i i really really think that star wars brought that star trek was very very late in the game bringing when did when did 2001 come out um i want to say it was the late 60s because Star Wars yeah. episode four was what seventy two, uh, yeah, like seventy two. Yes, I think it was seventy two. Yes. Yeah, because it was uh, just a little bit before I was born. Um, so yes, I am that old. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I well, I think I think what you're getting at in an interesting way. To so two things that that I thought about when as you were talking about that. One is, um. One is it is interesting to consider the the origins, the genesis mm. of these two franchises yes. come from very different places. On the one hand, there is a 1960s television show, which, mm -hmm. you know, Star Trek, that's where it started. It started yes. as a TV show, as yes. a struggling TV show. I mean, it barely got <laughs> two seasons. I'll tell uh, you, the first episode, the acting was so bad <laughs> and it took a while for them to get into their groove. 
But but the idea, but you know, Gene Roddenberry's original idea of like wagon train to the stars, the idea right, of being right, a, yeah. like a western, but set in the stars about exploration and things. Obviously, coming at uh, the 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 like I said, the genesis, the beginnings of these franchises come at it from two very different places because George Lucas had this grand epic vision of a whole universe that he wanted to bring to the. Uh, you know, to the big screen, to to the masses, and the fact that they they basically like made it all up as they went. The second thing I, I said, I had two responses to what you said. The other thing that that was brought to mind by what you said was, you know, the 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 beginnings of Industrial Light and Magic ILM, mm, yes, the yeah. special effects house that Star Wars. You know, birthed mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. you know they made that stuff up as they went. There was never you know you mentioned that on screen there would be the the rocket ships where you could see the wire uh, <laughs> still on screen as they would as somebody off screen right. would like sort of push it and it would just sort of try to make its way across the screen. <laughs> Whereas Industrial Light and Magic you know created these amazingly intricate models and they they custom built from scratch making it up as they oh, went definitely. these camera rigs that would allow for for cinematic pans and 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 shots that had never been seen before which is why when Star Wars came out in the theaters it was such a phenomenon oh yeah because yeah. uh because no one had seen anything like it and the the uh, I know you can picture it the very first time you saw the Star Destroyer moving across the screen and it just it went on and on this this massive juggernaut and and to see that on the big screen i i was not old enough to see it uh, the the original episode 4 in theaters but i did see um return of the jedi in theaters so i i remember that very very clearly but that just and this the scrolling text that wall of text there is just something so iconic about the lore behind Star Wars that I think I think Star Trek really, really had a hard time grasping, but they weren't really trying to compete against each other either. So Star Wars really took that that epic adventure that and, and in a lot of ways, ironically, you mentioned that the wagons to the stars with Star Trek. Star Wars kind of wound up being more of that you know, uh, sci-fi spaghetti western sort of thing too. You know, yeah, that's <laughs> but, true. Yeah, <laughs> but that is funny. They, that's not that's not a knock against it. That's just one of those things that it it really, I think that that epic feeling with Star Wars. So your first your first reason your first uh, yes. All right, I'll 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 bow to your framing for your <laughs> reasons. Uh, the first thing that Star Wars brought uh, to the table was scale. Scale. Kind of, oh, to, definitely. To, to definitely. summarize in one word. Yes. All right. I'm going to then return to the actual assignment. And oh, whatever, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good student. I fulfilled the assignment. Uh, so I'm going to present my first reason why Star Wars is better than Star Trek. All right. And so here is uh, here is what I came up with. The first reason that I came up with was... To me, for me, Star Wars is inherently spiritual. It's inherently spiritual because when you think about hmm. Star Wars, there is, uh, you know, it's 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 
wizards with laser swords. <laughs> you know I mean? Right, it's, right. It's, the Jedi are mm. all about, you know, it's the Force. I mean, yeah. the Force. You can't mm. get around the Force. Star Wars and the Force are inextricably intertwined, and the Force is sort of the spirituality of the Star Wars universe. It is the light side, the dark side. You know, even ah, and, yeah. and even yeah. with the latest, with the with the the more recent movies that are playing around with the last Jedi and whether or not the the light side and the dark side is an overly simplistic or div, you know overly uh, dichotomous uh, uh, division. Uh, it's all wrestling with ideas of spirituality, the interconnectedness of the universe. You know, the force is the power that binds us all together. You know, you can see threads of quantum physics and and all of that kind of stuff playing around in there. Um, and so for me, Star Wars was always more open to the supernatural. You know, I mean, the idea of uh, choking someone out from across the room, uh, you know, the, the idea of good and, uh, you know, the idea of, uh, of this force and choosing good over evil, the idea of uh, fear leads to anger, leads to darkness, you know, those sort of things. Those are all inherently spiritual uh, in a way that I think Star Trek has always been a little uncomfortable with. You know, I, oh yeah, Deep Space no, Nine comes definitely. the closest to having kind of a spirit, a baked in series wide spirituality with you know the Bajoran religion, mm, mm, but it's yes. always it's always sort of like either uh, it always feels like a little bit at arm's length or with skepticism or with like or with like this unexplainable thing happened. I don't know. Let's move on from that. You know, that kind of a thing. Um, right. Without right. any kind of embrace of it. It's it's clear that the universe of Star Trek is fairly secular. And I think for most of us in, you know, for many, if not most of us uh, in the world, myself included, spirituality is incredibly important. Uh, acknowledging mm. that there is something beyond the natural world and, and science uh, you know, which is not a knock on science. I love science. I'm all about the both and here. Um, but I think something beyond the science in the supernatural is is important to reckon mm -hmm. with. And I always feel that Star Wars embraces that in a way that Star Trek doesn't. You know, that that's actually incredibly powerful to me. I I I, I concede that to you. That <laughs> that was very well said. And you're you're definitely right that. Star Trek tends to lean more towards the philosophical, the the, uh, you know the the the, I guess the, uh, ego or not ego the the super ego the deeper part of of the psyche. Whereas Star Wars is definitely much more of a, I I don't like using the word religion because, you know they in the movies they. There's, they made a point of saying the forces and and the Jedi Temple and everything is is an ancient religion that 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 Vader clings to, and and so they try and give it this negative connotation when really it's a much more complex and nuanced issue. Um, but I have I have one more point, and this is definitely a, a jab directly at Star Trek. Oh, okay. Returning so, to the assignment a little yes, bit. Yes, yes. Go for it. So something that I think that Star Wars can say with absolute confidence is that they have spawned far more parodies than Star <laughs> Trek has. 
<laughs> I mean, right, right. I mean, it's, you know when something has achieved ultimate greatness that it has been immortalized when everybody starts parodying it. Uh, I mean, let's let's be real here. You spaceballs, 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 <laughs> spaceballs. You you find them on YouTube. I mean, Family Guy even did multiple episodes of parody of Star Wars because it is just so iconic, such a a great uh, juggernaut of, of of a franchise. That it, it can do these things and not only be not insulted, but kind of embrace it themselves. Well, now, do you understand? <laughs> so here's what's fascinating to me is your second point is a consequence of your first point. Did, this you, is, did you realize that? Yes, did yes. You see that I know, you I know. It? Totally intended consequences like, here. <laughs> yeah, because, because, because the franchise was spawned yeah. of mass pop culture movie theater communal experience and therefore meant for the broadest audience possible it's the most parodyable you know the 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 one that i love the most i do love space balls and i i do love all of the parodies and everything on youtube but one of the greatest ones that i saw was a fan parody of star wars done in a Wes Anderson style. And I thought it was just amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. And that's, that's how I knew that they achieved this, this level of greatness that I don't think that Star Trek really ever could achieve when you have a Wes Anderson fan made parody. All right. All right. I, I hear that. I hear that. All right. So my second, why Star Wars is better than Star Trek is uh, so here's here's what I came up with. I think that Star Wars is better than Star Trek because so many of the main characters in Star Wars, I think, are far more relatable to more of the population. This actually really? kind of this kind of bounces off of what you were saying in terms mm. of mass market appeal and that sort of thing. Because here's what here's my point. Um, pretty much. The vast majority of Star Trek is telling stories about Starfleet, and Starfleet Mm -hmm. are all about overachieving type A, best of the best academy graduates, (laughs) who are all about like maximizing their potential and getting everything right and figuring everything out and solving all the problems. Shut up, Wesley. (laughs) Whereas, whereas in Star Wars, you have central, critical Mm. characters who are rogues, spies, dirtbags, drifters, scoundrels, you know, who are hanging out (laughs) in seedy bars and and dirty, (laughs) dusty desert planets, you know? And and I think that one of the reasons Star Wars is so mass appeal is because of the, 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 the pull and pull the tug of war between on the one hand Star Wars has the highfalutin Jedi temple religion of spirituality with mm, you know the light mm. side and a, do not fear then be detached in this buddhist <laughs> sort of like never love anything because that can get you into trouble uh Anakin and uh, you know <laughs> whereas in uh the other half of Star Wars is all about like you know Han shot first 
you know, and the blasters and the and the the cantinas and the you know and the the ragtag band of resistance fighters who have to get their hands dirty a little bit. Hello, Andor, and uh, <laughs> and I think that people sort of recognize that and connect with that, and I think that that is. Uh, mm, that is one. Yeah. That is another reason, kind of connected, maybe a cousin to to your reasons, uh, why Star Wars is better than Star Trek. You, you know, I, I you you made that point admirably, and when you had first brought that up, I was thinking, man, if if you relate more to some force wielding creepo in a big black uniform <laughs> then jer i am worried <laughs> i i'm sorry but no you made that point even though it's set in a different galaxy in a different place a different time you know with with the the mythology of of some overarching force you you made a really good point there i think well done sir well done thank you thank you very much We're going to move to our next segment, which is to change gears just a little bit. Take, uh, We're going to stop with the comparison. And instead, each of us should have brought their favorite example from each of the franchises. And I think just for funsies, because we were just stomping on Trek a little bit with how much we loved Star Wars and what we like about Star Wars. Let's start with what is your favorite example from Star Trek? Oh man, and you know I, I, I know that it's kind of cliche. I, I'm I grew up in the you know in the age of the next generation. I love the whole next gen series, but really the the episode that that really just kind of clings to me that is my favorite example of what Star Trek is and could be. Honestly, is is the inner light. The, the episode where Picard, Picard's flute, Picard's flute, Ooh, yes. yeah, baby. <laughs> which to be fair, family guy, family guy also parodied that, <laughs> but you know, it, it's one of those things that it, it just, it showed that there could be this side of Star Trek that was not necessarily fight, you know, some, some deeper fight against the 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 Romulans or or that that whole tension with the Klingons and everything like that but it could be something that all of us can feel that it's it's something that I think we would want to do if we were in that position and then outside of what's going on in Picard's head everybody's freaking out and worried about what oh my gosh are they trying to kill our captain here uh, and and really, Picard is living this entire life on a planet that is dying, and nobody knew their story until that happened. To me, that is just iconic Star Trek right there. Oh, it's just such fascinating. It's just such fantastic science fiction. Number oh, one. Oh, definitely. I mean, definitely. such a fantastic, just an, a big idea, a big swing. Just should we do a little synopsis? I mean, you almost you you kind of teased it a little bit, but. A uh, little little micro synopsis of the episode. Well, you know, um, it, you want me to do it? 
Yeah, yeah, right, go ahead and do it. We got to make it quick, though. The is an artifact in space. The artifact in space begins to send a signal. Suddenly, the captain falls over as if he's dead. Everybody freaks <laughs> out. We go to the captain's perspective in which he wakes up a completely different person, a completely different world, and we follow, for the vast majority of the episode, Picard living this other life in which he is another person. He has a family. He plays the flute. He <laughs> lives a life. <laughs> he, he then he ultimately then watches you know he he experiences love and children and tragedy and uh, has all these experiences only at the end of the episode to come out of this trance and to relay the fact that this artifact in space that the enterprise has encountered is not a weapon in, but in fact a time capsule or a or a communication device designed to allow others to experience the stories of a world that died so that they are not forgotten. It is, it's an extraordinarily beautiful piece mm-hmm. of, uh, of media and, 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 uh, and, and storytelling and the yeah. performance by Patrick Stewart is, is just powerful and, and God, if you if you don't at least missed up, if not actually cry when you watch that episode, I weep for the death of your soul. That's all I, have to say. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, Jared, but it it really, really just it speaks to me of what Gene Roddenberry truly wanted from his series. And I personally, I love it. You oh, know, I, that's 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 so it. good. That's so good. So what about you, Jer? What? Well. <laughs> You know, it's really funny. Neither of us went like the locutus of Borg kind of route, <laughs> but both of us went for something a little quieter. Mm-hmm. I, the thing, when I think of Star Trek, the thing that I have, that I probably watched, uh, the mo- like repeatedly watched the most times and like has, like sticks with me as like, ah, oh, this is what Trek is about, is actually also Next Generation, mm-hmm. but it's one of the movies. Really? And it is not... First contact. Yeah, I would draw the line here. No, no, it's not first contact. It is actually Star Trek Insurrection. Really? Yes, I'm going. I'm going controversial. Oh, I'm going to pick. Yep. Is that an odd numbered movie? I think it might be. But anyway. Oh. Um, uh, <laughs> but I love Star Trek Insurrection. It is the movie in which the Enterprise is called to this to this uh, remote section of space in which this planet resides within a very nasty, the briar patch Mm. uh, section of like uh, difficult to traverse. And it has been discovered that on this planet, um, I think it's, is it Batu or Baku? I think it's Baku. Batu is the Star Wars planet. (laughs) In Walt Disney World, that's really funny. Anyway, Baku is like this planet where uh, they've apparently discovered the secret to everlasting life to reversing all illness and death and living forever. But uh, the come to find out that the Starfleet is actually conspiring with the bad guys of the movie to, uh, to remove a small indigenous population so as to basically strip mine this uh, property of agelessness, of immortality, of, of, of solving all disease so as to become a, an asset or a, or a benefit to the Federation and its allies. And the, the Enterprise crew, uh, you know, uh, basically stages an insurrection, hence the title of the movie, to, uh, to protect this small little population. And what I love about it is, you know, some have said, you know, well, it's, it's basically just a long episode of the TV show in movie format. And I was like, 
Yeah, feature, not a bug. I love that. It's great. <laughs> it's an episode. It's a really good episode. It brings up really big ideas. It struggles with morality. You know, how many people does it take, Admiral, before it's wrong, Picard says. I love that kind of stuff. And uh, oh, yeah. and it just leaves Definitely. me with the warm and fuzzies. Picard falls in love. Uh, <laughs> Data gets to mess around with kids and like bond with kids over over the their shared experiences of learning how to grow up and develop. And it's just it's just really good. Yeah. Oh, I I definitely agree. And I I love I love that they continued on. Like you said, it's it's like a long form episode uh, or a episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. The way that they brought that that struggle of you know just because it is something that a a an organization like starfleet who has those high-minded ideals they they are not always necessarily on the right side of history and that's one of the things that i think star trek brought to to play but we'll talk about that in a few minutes here absolutely so star wars what's your favorite example you know i i if you can't tell, I kind of like bucking the trends here. And personally, I I liked. Oh my gosh, my brain is melting now. Uh, the the um, it's one of the more recent movies. The um, oh my gosh, Solo. You're you're about to say Solo, aren't you? Uh, oh, you know that Kessel Run? <laughs> no. Um, Not that controversial <laughs> choice. I understand. Go ahead. Keep going. No, no the... Um, the uh, oh, my gosh. I hope we can edit this out in post. <laughs> um, what was the movie? Rogue One. Rogue One. That's it. Rogue One. I, could, yes. I could not think of the name. Yes. Rogue One. And, Good you choice. know, they... That movie, when it first... They first aired the, the trailer for it, I remember listening, you know, hearing the alert and everything like that. What's going on on the ship? You know, the, that that I forget my my weird noises, <laughs> but that it it drew me in. I think in a way that was uh, I at that time I was primed for it, and I loved the way Rogue One it it took what Lucas had in Episode Four. And melded it so perfectly, I think, with episode three, so that it, if you didn't know that they were done out of order, you would have never guessed based on what Rogue One did. And I think that is really, truly iconic Star Wars right there. The way that they took, you know, the, the newer episodes and combined that with the older one in the same feel and ended it with that scene of Vader walking up to Princess Leia and, and just, you know, where if if you had just spliced in A New Hope right at that moment, it would have just blended seamlessly and you would have been like, oh, I know what's going on now. I know well, that, I, think uh, one of the, well, I think what you're getting at too is one of the most interesting. One of the things that I find most interesting about Star Wars right now is that the the most popular aspect parts of Star Wars have been the parts that do what you're talking about. That yes. that that yes. splice together the earlier and the later and kind of fill in blanks or expand and deepen and explain the transitions from one thing to another in Star Wars 
in a way that is just I mean, you think about it. What what are the most popular bits of Star Wars? There's Star Wars: The Clone Wars has been yeah. heralded as just an amazing uh, piece of Star Wars, and that is that is telling the stories between the trilogies. You know, yes. there's oh, Rogue yeah. One. You just did a great job explaining it. You know, Mandalorian, Mandalorian, mm. and the and the more recent TV shows like Ahsoka. Ahsoka, this the brand new live action Star Wars TV show, is basically a follow up on Star Wars Rebels, another yeah. animated show that took that that so it's like it's like Clone Wars and then Rebels and then an Ahsoka and we're getting closer and closer to a new hope. So it's it's you know it's it's really interesting that Star Wars some of the fans' favorite stuff is the stuff that is like in the middle of the timeline of the bookends. Of the yeah. franchise in terms yes. of like the prequel, the prequel trilogy, the original trilogy, et cetera. That's really, really although, interesting to me. Although, let's be fair, the world could have lived on in happiness and bliss without Jar Jar Binks. Well, that's um, <laughs> perhaps we should call him he who shall not be named. Uh, my my example of Star Wars is actually, uh, you know, I went back to my criteria for for picking for this episode was about um, what do I go back to? What do I rewatch? What do I think mm, about mm-hmm. when I think of the word Star Wars? And really it, it it came down to as much as I am a huge, you know, Grogu fan, Baby Yoda for life, as much as I am really <laughs> loving how fascinating it is to see characters that were animated, you know, become live action characters in these new TV shows and things. And as much as I love all of that, Really, it's episode four. It's episode four because classic. again, the the classic. the it's such a beautiful self-contained hero story that brought such innovation and uh, to, to 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 you know to special effects and to to oh, the indeed. look of it. it. It holds up. It, it's still a great story. It just episode four, A New Hope, is just everything you could hope for. It sets the template. For the oh, whole franchise, definitely. you know, you think about definitely. it. What a Return of the Jedi is kind of another version of New Hope. The mm-hmm. The Force mm-hmm. Awakens is kind of another version of a New Hope. The and so, many argue that um, you know Episode Nine is also is yet another <laughs> new version of New Hope. You know, all of that. So I go back to New Hope. I'm like, I'm like, oh gee, let's just go back to the original and uh, and just enjoy and just enjoy you, our Star Wars. You can't argue with OG right there. Definitely <laughs> can. Why is Star Trek better than Star Wars? Okay, well, <clears throat> I'll present my first argument. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my first argument, I came up with I came up with 3, although mm-hmm, mm-hmm. although I uh, maybe I'll combine 2 and 3. So, my 3, my, my first one is this. I think Trek is better than War because the vision of the future at the heart of both franchises mm. is inherently mm. more hopeful in Star Trek. And I think the names of the franchises kind of says it all, right? Mm -hmm. What is Star Trek is about a Trek. Trek is, you know, it's become a a word that just means it's almost synonymous with Star Trek. But as a word, lowercase t, Trek, it's about a journey. It's about going forth. It's about exploration. It's about, 
these are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. You know, it's about it's about uh, that vision of like you know, um, say what you will about the 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 grand spectacle of Star mm, Wars on the mm, big screen, yeah. but as far as like social cultural impact, the fact that Star Trek had the first interracial kiss, the fact that the 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 bridge crew of the Enterprise was so multiracial to have all these different ethnicities represented. The fact that most Trek isn't about conflict. It's about resolving conflict. It's about figuring stuff out. It's about coming together, working together, you know, to, uh, to, to do things. And so, whereas Star Wars, it's all about conflict. It's about those wars, right. whether it be oh, the, yeah. the Clone Wars, the First Wars, the Resistance, the Rebellion, the, the, the <laughs> Empire, the, 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 the First Order, whatever it is, it's always, it's like, it's like scrappy small group of people desperately trying to fight against overwhelming fascist evil. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather live in the Star Trek yeah. oeuvre oh, than in the Star Wars. Definitely. Now, I know, all right, nerds, do not email us. I am aware of the fact that there is like centuries in the Star Wars universe of peace under the Galactic Senate and the, and the High Republic and the Knights of the whatever, whatever. But those are not what the stories they tell. The stories they tell are about the wars, not about the peace and the good uh, utopia in Star Wars. So, uh, so that's my first so, argument. So, you know, it's um, I, I I had the same thing almost exactly here, and uh, I think Star Trek is superior to Star Wars because of the way that Star Trek really, really took on that social commentary of what was going on at the time that it was uh, it, it was being released. I mean, it there was the racial tension that was going on when the original series was being being released. And Gene Roddenberry took that 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 tension there and took Kirk's kiss, that that iconic kiss, you know, with an alien. And even though you know, the 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 alien was green and not not black or brown or anything like that. That social commentary was something that they didn't shy away from, and they continued that on through Star Trek: The Next Generation and in Deep Space Nine and uh, a little bit in Voyager. But you know, uh, but that 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 whole thing about the social commentary, it it highlighted that technological revolution also that was that was starting you know, uh, to, to, to happen. Computers, people were starting to hear little bits about these computers, you know, uh, the, the, the stuff that came out of World War II, the, the technology was starting to finally make it into mainstream, you know, state of the art, space age. We had the space race and all of this stuff. And you're right. They did have that, that sense of, of hope and, and that, Humanity can move beyond its its dark points and and to become something that can really be that light for uh, the rest of the galaxy. Uh, you're you're definitely right. I, but the the fact that they they were able to highlight those social issues that in ways that Star Wars could never touch, you know. Well, it's I think it's the difference between science fiction as pure entertainment and science Indeed. fiction as you know oh, yeah. analogy yeah. as as simile as vehicle 
to to do social commentary, to do to explore, uh, you know, what what would otherwise be hot button or or very controversial mm. issues uh, at the time. My second reason why Trek is better than Wars <laughs> is actually because I put it's more thought provoking and substantive substantive in terms of wrestling with deep ideas Mm. and thoughts i mean your example of why of your favorite your favorite example from trek is a wonderful example of the idea of a substantive thought-provoking uh piece of storytelling in which it's it's you know you're you're on a star (laughs) trek you're on a you're on a star you're you're on a spaceship flying around out there, but this whole episode paused that whole thing mm. and instead told a beautiful story about a about a guy who loves his family and and loves his community and his culture and about and and then grapples with and doesn't shy away from uh, grief and from mm. loss yeah. and from the tragedy of uh, you know an entire planetary civilization. Uh, you know, lost in the mists of the past, that kind yeah. of thing. And and Trek does that all the time in terms of uh, when people talk about Star Trek, the things they all most often talk about are those those thought provoking philosophical. You know, does he have legal rights? He's a robot. Is he Starfleet's property? You know, is he? You know, uh, what do we do about the fact that these two people have been merged in a in a in a transporter accident? Is this new? <laughs> is this new creature deserve the rights, or should we just uh, up and kill him to separate him back out? You know, all those good good thought provoking kind of substantive things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my other reason, I I actually wrote down three as well. I'm not sure if we're gonna have time to get into all. All of them. But one of the things that I think really, really highlights why Star Trek and Star Wars are so different and why I think, at least in this in this context, why Star Trek is so much better than Star Wars is that Star Trek is so expansive, meaning that that they yeah, I you you can you can go to other planets in Star Wars. You know, they they have Hoth. They 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 have all these other planets that are just they're different from each other, but in the end it's still the same story being told just on different planets. Whereas in Star Trek, you have you you really have a, a multitude of different things that they can explore on each planet because they're not limited to 2 hours in a theater. You know, they they can they can take and and show different sides of of what a society on one planet is doing and and uh, be able to tell a story about things that would normally have been just forgotten along the side of the road in in, uh, the Galactic Empire's, you know, road to conquest, Uh, whereas Star Trek can can expand on itself almost fractally. And, and take those little tiny details and then down the line incorporate those little tiny details into their story. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a tiny bit of spoilering. All right, so, so this is a tiny spoiler alert. <laughs> if you are like super spoiler sensitive, if you la, really la. can't stand any kind of Plug spoilers about anything and you have not watched the latest episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks and you're a fan of that... <laughs> comedy uh, <laughs> animated Star Trek series, then skip ahead 30 seconds, maybe a minute, maybe more because I'm long-winded. But anyway, uh, <laughs> skip ahead a little bit. In the late, Literally in the first 
two or three episodes of this newest season that's currently being released of Star Trek Lower Decks. Lower Decks is this wonderful comedy. It, it kind of spoofs itself. It's it's a it's a comedy it's a fabulous in show. love fabulous with show. Star Trek. But what it's doing in the in the first few episodes is uh, as it has done in past seasons, but this time really highlighting it. It's visiting ships of all the different alien, major alien species in Star Trek. So you go to the lower decks of a Klingon ship. You go to the lower <laughs> decks of a Romulan ship. You go to the lower decks of a Vulcan ship. And the lower decks character, the, the 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 lower decks crew members of the ships in these other cultures are arguing and talking to each other, and they're doing it in the in in a microcosm, uh, in a in a completely uh, in a way that if you are a Trek fan familiar with the way these cultures have been explored in all the other Star Trek series, starting with Next Gen. Then, uh, well, starting with the original series with the Klingons and whatnot, uh, you know, then it's hilarious because each of their cultures can be summarized in like these little these little <laughs> one minute clips of these character of these lower decks characters uh, bouncing off each other in these ships from these other cultures, <laughs> and the fact that they can do that, that they can just visit a Romulan ship and have them talk to each other for three minutes, like. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Romulan culture. Okay, yeah, yeah, we get it. That's funny. You know, it's just it but just it, speaks to the depth that you're talking about, and the fact that all of that is so relatable because we've all had conversations just like those. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, how about <laughs> your your point number two, Jer? All right, my last one: why Trek is better than Wars. My last argument is um. All right, <laughs> uh, is while Star Wars kind of has um, its vibe, let's use that, that current word, right? It has its vibe. Star Trek can bring a multitude of different feelings. And so my last why Trek is better than Wars is because there is more silliness in Star Trek. There is not a lot of silliness yeah. in Star Wars. You know, it's, yes. it's wars. You know, it's about war. It's serious. This is spies and, right? and, and battles and, you know, rogues and, uh, you know, light side <laughs> versus dark side. You know, don't succumb to the dark side. But, I mean, Star Trek. In Star Trek, I just recently discovered that in Star Trek, the animated series from the 60s, the, the, the like, the, 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 and they were like, Four seasons, I think, of this animated show. It lasted longer than the than the, the live action yes, show on yes. TV, the original one, with all the original voice actors coming back. In one of those episodes, they pass through like a nebula or whatever, and the Enterprise gains sentience and begins to play practical <laughs> jokes on the crew. So that like Mr. Spock on the bridge says, a piece of equipment just appeared here. I am looking into it. I don't understand its purpose. He looks up and there's like ink rings around his eyes and the bridge crew starts laughing hysterically. The Enterprise, his personality is basically to be a practical jokester jerk uh, in this. Um, from the from way back in the original cast to now just a few weeks ago, Star Trek, mm, yes, Strange yes. New Worlds, brand new show, again about the Enterprise, but predating... Uh, Captain Kirk now with Captain Captain Pike and Spock 
and number yes. one just did Star Trek's first full musical episode, right? In which all the characters right? sang and That's... danced, and it was amazing. And <laughs> but it was so silly, and it was so funny, and so uh, you know, and the fact that Star Trek Lower Decks exists, the entire right? show is is a satirical comedy. There, there is of no itself. Star Wars analog for that. Nope. <laughs> you you are so right, Jer. So right. So I, I I I bring silliness to the table in terms of if you want to go back to your uh, off script framing, uh, Star Trek ah. brings silliness and puts it on the table in a way that Star Wars does not. You know, it it sounds to me like you're just jealous of my very first Star Wars point. That's all. So the way this is going to work is for each episode coming up, because we already shared with you that each one of us kind of brings more or less expertise, depth of knowledge, interest, love for different things. So each episode, one of us is going to take the host chair and the other one is going to be the co-host for the episode. This episode, this test run, uh, I'm kind of playing host and so I'm kind of moving things along and Jeremy's kind of doing co-hosting duties. So what's going to happen is in future episodes, the host, one of the host responsibilities is going to be to surprise the co-host with a secret segment meant to just either make them laugh or embarrass them or do something <laughs> silly that, that just brings a little fun to the nerdiness here. And so for our test run, because we're just sort of checking things out, we decided we both bring a surprise fun segment for each other. And so with that introduction, I will turn it back over to Jeremy, who's going to <laughs> do his best to throw me off my game for this segment. <laughs> you know, I've been mulling this over in my head as far as what to call this little personal segment. And the, the best thing I can come up with is, and I apologize, is Crocs with Socks. The quintessential dad. And oh, so no. so I have compiled some, some dad jokes oh, for no. Mr. Jerry here. Oh, no. So are you ready? No, hey, no, not hey, at all. Hey, Jer, yeah. Jer, uh -huh. where did Luke get his cybernetic hand? Where? From the secondhand store. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, all right, okay. I'm going I'm to right. keep going. All right, keep going. Okay. Uh -huh. How many ears does Spock have? How many? He has three. The left ear, the right ear, and the final front ear. Oh! Oh, and don't forget about Scotty and his engine ears. Oh, yes. Lots of ears on the Enterprise. Okay, all go right, ahead. Keep all right, going. all right, all right. How did Vader cheat at poker? How? He kept altering the deal. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, maybe this one will land. Yeah, hey, Jer, Jer, uh -huh. what's the internal temperature of a Tauntaun? What? Lukewarm. Lukewarm. I should have gotten that one. How did I not get that one? Oh my. What do Crusher, Worf, and Troy have in common? What? One's a dock, one's a wharfs, and one's a marina. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a nerdy joke right there. That is a very yeah, nerdy to joke. To get that okay. joke, you have to be a full-blown geek to get that joke. All right, last, and I, and last I one. Last one. Uh-huh. Yeoman Rand complained to Kirk about a peephole someone drilled into her quarters. 
Kirk promised he'd look into it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, that, yes. Wait, that... wait, wait. Can I do one more? Can I do one more? Uh, I, I don't know. That was oh. walking right up to the line. All right. All right. Go for it. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. One more. One more. I'll Why did it. episodes four, five, and six come before one, two, and three? Why? Because in charge of directing, Yoda was... Ah! <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, okay. Bonus points for the impression. Bonus points for the impression on that joke. I have embarrassed myself more than I have embarrassed Jer. All right, all right, all right. So for my uh, for my surprise segment for you, um, I am calling this uh, name that franchise Alien Species Edition. I went oh, out. No. Oh yes. So right, I have right. compiled a list of alien species. Some of them are from Star Trek. Some of them are from Star Wars. Name that franchise. Are you ready? I am, Alex. All right. Benzite. Benzite. This is the lightning round. You got to give me an answer. Okay. I'm going to go with Star Trek. Correct. Deveronian. Deveronian? That sounds like something Star Warsian. You are correct. All right. Orion. Orion, wow. I'm going to go Star Wars on that one. Eh, oh. Star Trek. Okay. Orion of the green people, come on. Oh, that's right, that's right. All right, I'll throw you a softball. Jawa. Jawa? That's Star Trek? No, I'm kidding. Star Wars. <laughs> you would be... You'd I know, be, I know. I, you'd, that, be, that, you'd be, they'd be pounding your nerd our doors card Right? Um, Anar. Anar. That sounds dirty. <laughs> Star Wars. Nope, Star nope. Trek. Star Trek, really? Yes, that is the other species on planet Andor, the Andorians, Anar. They're the white ones. Oh. They're the white ones. All right. Okay. Um, Bolian. Bolian? Oh, man. That sounds Star Trek. That's correct. All right. Epicanthus. Epicanthus? Oh, my goodness. Are we talking about, like, a species of mushrooms here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Star Trek. Eh, Star no. Wars. Okay. Trill. Trill? Isn't that a Star Wars one? No. 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 Eh. <laughs> Trill. Shadzia oh, yeah. Dax. Okay. The whole Dax no, line. You're right. Now, you're now right. You know you. what? You know uh, what? It's terrible. Yeah, terrible. I'm horrible. Terrible. I'm, I'm All a right. horrible human being. All right. I'll throw you another. Uh, let's see. Clotuinian. Clotuinian. Uh -huh. That is a Star Wars one. Absolutely. Ding, 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 ding. Um, Talaxian. Talaxian, Star Trek. That's correct. Yes. Yes, Neelix would serve you oh, bad I stew know, if you didn't I get know. that right. Um, basilisk. No, Basilisk. Sorry, Basilisk. Basilisk? Basilisk. Bes basilisk. Basilisk. Is that Star Wars? That is. Ding, ding, All ding, right. Ding. Breen. Breen? Uh-huh. I'm going to go with Star Trek on that one. That's correct. Ding, yes. ding, ding, ding. Um, Salonian. Salonian. Mm. I'm going to go Trek. No, eh. it's wrong. It's eh. wrong. If it's hard to pronounce, it's usually Star yes. Wars. All right. La, I'll give you, uh, give you a couple more. Nausicaan. Nausicaan. That one, that one sounds like it could be Star Trek, but I think it's probably Star Wars. And no? it's Star Trek. Oh my gosh! Go with your first. Go with your gut. Oh, yeah. Always okay. go with your gut. Always go with my gut. Rodian. Rodian. <laughs> Star Wars. Correct. Ding 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 ding. 
Uh, and our final alien species uh, that if you get wrong, you will be thrown out of all of geekdom. Tribble. Oh, man. Oh, oh, Lord, Lord. I had this on the tip of my tongue. Oh, he's milking it. Oh, my it. goodness. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, no, he's milking is, it. Is, is, oh, I'm milking it now? You're milking it. You know, I, I've always wanted to tribble. I wanted to keep one. Yeah. But my yeah. mother insisted that it would eat all of our flour. That is definitely ah, Star Trek. Star Trek. Very good. Very good. So, you want to hear something funny? My first idea for this segment mm -hmm. was actually going to be uh, Star Wars versus Star Trek techno babble. Oh. Star Wars is known for not having techno babble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to confuse so, their audiences. Yeah, they didn't think they, like you said they, in the beginning. They didn't think they were that smart. That back around all the way to the beginning. They didn't right. think they were that smart. Our final no, that's not <laughs> what they were. No, <laughs> took me a minute for that to sink in. But you are wrong, sir. No, oh, no, do not insult Star Wars fans mm. that way. Your prejudices are showing. We are now going to turn for our final segment of this episode and every episode. We turn to the Wheel of Random Episode Selection. So the way this is going to work is at the end of every episode of Two Guys in a Franchise, we will be spinning the wheel. Because what we'd like to do is we want to make sure that nobody gets left behind or nobody feels left out of these conversations. So even though we're going to be talking about giant franchises that span 50 years of history, seven different TV shows, eight different movies, and all these different contents, we want to make sure that everybody has a touchstone that they can experience together. So whether or not you are a complete nerd about a particular franchise or you have never dipped your toe in a particular franchise, when we spin the wheel and it tells us which piece of that franchise we are definitely going to discuss in the next episode, all of us will have a common experience by going out and finding that little piece. So, to give you an example, because that will be much easier than my long-winded explanation just was, our first episode, next uh, episode number one, is going to be about... So for those of you who feel like we gave Trek a little more love than Wars during this episode, you can be reassured our very first episode is going to be Star Wars, the original trilogy. Because again, Star Wars and Star Trek are monster, massive franchises that are just ginormous. So because it's our show, we get to define franchise however we want. And so <laughs> we are going to... Uh, we're going to... Slice and dice Trek and Wars up into many different franchises that we'll be talking about during different episodes. So for episode number one, we are going to talk about Star Wars, the original trilogy. That means uh, episodes four, five, and six, which I know is super weird, uh, but that's how Lucas did it. So, Blame Yoda. <laughs> so... We are going to spin the wheel and find out which of those movies that we will definitely be talking about. So that if you want to play along at home, as they say, you could go watch that particular movie to make sure that if you have never seen episodes four, five, and six, uh, 
number one, I question your life choices. Number two, uh, so that we can have a common experience from which to draw for this uh, segment. So we are going to go to wheelofnames.com. So if you're, can you hear it? Can you hear it? Maybe you can't. Wheelofnames.com is gonna, I'm going to, is a random wheel generator. Yes, thank you. Thank you, wheelofnames.com. And the wheelofnames.com has landed on episode four, A New Hope. <laughs> I hoped it would. I did not rig it, I promise. But that is, so that is the movie we are going to definitely specifically speak about even though we will be talking about some other things, you can know that that is a segment of the episode and you can play along with us at home. Uh, if you would like to be a part of the fun and you want to make a request, suggest a franchise, ask us a question, or uh, complain vociferously about the content of this Star Wars vs. Star Trek conversation, you can do so by emailing us at feedback at twoguysandafranchise.com. That is all those words spelled out with letters, twoguysandafranchise.com. A feedback at two guys in a franchise.com or just visit two guys in a franchise.com to leave a comment or send a message. Until next time, live long and prosper. I love you. I know.